Well, the half-year profit reporting season is now behind us. And over the past month, we had hundreds of companies on the Aussie share market telling investors how they did between July and December 2022. And it's fair to say that as a whole, the reporting season was quite underwhelming. There were more companies than usual that fell short of expectations with their results. And while 90% of companies still were profitable, those profits were generally lower, costs were rising at a faster pace than sales, and about 20% of companies decided to shrink the size of their dividend payments, which is actually a bit more than usual. One of the key themes and reasons for this was inflation, which was felt by most companies in one way or another. And those businesses that were able to pass on costs to customers did, others weren't quite as fortunate. Having said this, of course, results varied from one area of the market to the next. So let's dig a little deeper, starting with the miners. Now the miners were hit by higher cost. Labor shortages in WA meant that they had to pay more in wages. Diesel became more expensive, a key fuel in the sector. But the miners as usual are at the mercy of what happens to commodity prices. So what they actually dug out of the ground was super important. For example, at the top end of a big end of town rather, BHP and Rio Tinto posted 30 to 40% declines in their profits and they halved their dividends. The main reason was that iron ore prices fell 25%. Lithium miners, on the other hand, were in a very different situation. In fact, lithium prices were generally higher. So both Pilbara Minerals and Olcom posted 11-fold increases in their profits. And in Pilbara's case, it declared its inaugural dividend. Now, energy stocks next up, they actually benefited from rising oil, gas, and coal prices. And this was partly because of the Russian uh, invasion of Ukraine in February last year. So even though some of those prices have dipped a bit in recent months, if we look at it as a half as a whole, it was, uh, it was much more positive for, for these companies. So Woodside and Santos, for example, posted threefold increases in the annual profits and larger dividends. And coal miner Whitehaven Coal uh, made almost $2 billion in six months, five times what it made a year earlier, and its uh, dividend quadrupled. Now the banks next up, they're an interesting bunch because most of the banks will release their results in May. But we've got a taste of what to, what's to come potentially from Commonwealth Bank and also Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. Now both posted uh, their results, which were larger profits, larger uh, lift in dividends, in margins rather, and also increased dividends. But what seemed to receive attention here were basically margins. Some were questioning what might happen to margins in 2023 with nine rate hikes already and the expectation of more to come. Now the insurers obviously had to deal with a lot of bad weather. In fact, they've had heavy rain, thunderstorms and floods in Australia and also in New Zealand. And this meant a significant spike in claims. To help offset this, they actually increased their premiums. Uh, and also many insurers hold multi-billion dollar investment portfolios. So rising interest rates can be a positive for their income, at least for some. Suncorp was an example. It has $15 billion in investments and it made about five times more off that uh, than a year earlier. So most of the, the insurers uh, posted improved profit results. Now for the supermarket chains, looking at the two majors, Coles and also Woolies, they both managed to improve sales, profits, and also its dividend. And this partly came down to pricing power, their ability to take those higher costs from things like wet weather and supply chain issues and pass them over to customers. So in the December quarter, they raised prices in the order of seven to about 8%. Now there are signs that shoppers have started to opt for cheaper options. There's been an increase in shopper demand and uh, for home brand products and cheaper cuts of meat as well. 
Now, retailers overall have had a long list of worries and challenges to contend with. And there's evidence that shoppers have started to tighten their belts due to the cost of living pressures, the rate hikes, consumer confidence hasn't been lower in Australia in a couple of years. And for the one in three households that have a mortgage, it's even worse. So having said this, West Farmers, Adairs, Super Retail Group and Nick Scarly all improve their profits, but most of those also warn that things have slowed since January. And for some, they might need to resort to discounting in some um, situations, quite heavy discounting to get these uh, tentative shoppers through their doors. Now, looking at travel stocks, they've certainly benefited from all the pent-up demand post-pandemic for travel. Qantas returned to profitability after three years and losing about seven million bucks during COVID. And Flight Center, well, it posted a loss, but it was $20 million rather than $200 million a year earlier. The utilities, this is the smallest sector of our market by, by distance. It's about one and a half percent of the Australian share market. It was the best improver on the market in February, but this had more to do with takeover interest and activity rather than any type of response to profit results. So Origin Energy overshadowed things because of takeover talks, which are ongoing with some US and Canadian investors. And in AGL's case, it had its worst day in years after posting a half year loss of a billion dollars. This was partly because of the closure of a large coal power plant in Victoria. Building supplies, on the other hand, were mixed. We had stocks like Boral hitting a one-year high early in the month on the day it posted its results. And that's because its profits were of 56 million, or about 12 million more than expected. Another example of a company that raised the prices on its products. Now, uh, Adbri, on the other hand, was in a different boat. It fell 7%. This is after deciding to not pay a final dividend to investors for the first time since 2000. It's gonna use that money uh, to upgrade its cement uh, making facilities in WA instead. And James Hardy, which has does most of its work in the United States, had a, a drop in sales recently because of a sharp slowing in construction, repairs, and also remodeling in the United States. Now, property stocks, this is certainly an area of the market that's quite sensitive to interest rate hikes. So in fact, the property sector's done around six times worse than the ASX 200 since the Reserve Bank first started raising interest rates in May last year. The sector's very varied though. There were companies like Goodman, which is a warehouse and distrib a distribution center company. It upgraded its profit expectations for the year. Shopping center owners like Center and Vicinity are continuing to recover from the slump uh, post-COVID. But property developers like Mervac were hit quite hard due to rate hikes. That reduced the value of their investment portfolio. It led to fewer home buyers, a drop in the need for new projects, and also much higher repayments on loans. And finally, the healthcare sector, which in many ways is still feeling the impact of a post-COVID hangover. Pathology was hit quite hard because of a drying up in COVID test. And a company like Helios and Sonic Healthcare both experienced this. Helios said that it used to conduct about 40,000 PCR tests a day. That's dried up to about 1%, uh, 1,000. Ancel, which sells gloves and other equipment, saw its profits drop in the order of 20%. And CSL, the biggest stock in the sector, had a 25% lift in revenue. This had a lot to do with plasma collection. Collects that plasma, makes the highest selling products, and also sold a whole heap of flu vaccine in the Northern Hemisphere. Well, let's hope that February wasn't too bad for you, even though the share market fell by roughly 3%. And now it's a time for dividends to start being paid out.